Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Gargoyle Podcast. I'm Nathan, a.k.a. the Gargoyle. Uh, if this is the first time that you're stumbling across this, then the Gargoyle is exactly as geeky as you probably hope that it isn't. It is a gargoyle wearing an argyle sweater. I like argoyles, I like argyle, so I put them together, created the gargoyle, and that's a horrible pun. I know, I know it's a terrible pun, but honestly I don't care because I love puns, so expect a lot of them. But if you've been following me for a while, then you know that uh, that I primarily do movie reviews, but I've also been doing some videos as well as some podcasts, specifically Mass Listeria Podcast, The Sci-Fighters, The Monster Pod, and Saturday Morning Serial, all of which you can find links to on my site, gargoylereviews.blogspot.com. Uh, and I love doing those podcasts, and they each have their own specific purpose, but the entire reason that I started The Gargoyle way, way back when, was because I love movies. More importantly, I love talking about movies. You know, ever since I was a little kid, I enjoyed watching the movie, but then I enjoyed discussing what it was that I just saw. You know, I liked breaking it down. I liked talking about some of the, um, the philosophical ramifications. I liked talking about whether or not it was an accurate portrayal of what a human would be going through in whatever that situation is. Uh, I love talking about the science behind it. I love talking about the, the technologies used to create it. I love talking about the special effects, the practical effects. I just love every aspect of filmmaking, and I really enjoy discussing it. So with doing these podcasts, um, it, it made me want to, to start getting back to my roots a little bit more and do a podcast devoted primarily to movie reviews. Now, I'm probably going to um, be doing other things on this podcast as well. I'm probably going to be talking about just random geek things and pop culture and whatever. But for the most part, um, this is where you're going to find my movie reviews. So to start things off, I'm going to be talking about when I went to the Chattanooga Film Festival uh, back at the beginning of April. I know that at this point, it's been a few months and I have not done my reviews. Uh, that's actually part of what prompted me to do this through podcast form, is thinking that it might help me get through my reviews a little bit faster and get more of them out for people to uh, to enjoy, I guess. I don't know if you guys are going to enjoy this. Honestly, I don't care. I'm going to be doing it. Hopefully you get some enjoyment out of listening to these reviews. Uh, I was able to go to the Chattanooga Film Fest because of, of Daniel Guy and Tim Frady with Mass the Stereo Podcast, and thank you so much, guys. I can't even begin to, to express my thanks enough, because, again, I love film, and oh my god, I had such a tremendous time at the Film Fest. So many great movies. I, I loved pretty much every single second of it. Um, all right, enough gushing out of the way. I'm going to start talking about the movies. Uh, I already wrote up my review for The Wraith, which was the first movie that I saw, uh, and up next is Bad Blood. Now, the description in the CFF, uh, what is this, pamphlet? Yeah, the description in the CFF pamphlet says, After a horrific amphibian attack leaves Victoria Miller infected with a mutagenic disease, she returns home, where the antidote to her affliction is mistaken for party drugs. Locked in her room without her medicine, she transforms into a hideous monster to give everyone a taste of their own. An amphibious spin on classic werewolf mythology. So it's about a werefrog. That's what bad blood is. Um, and, and that's ridiculous. Now I say that in the best way possible. 
when I was watching the trailers for the movies leading up to uh, to the film fest, when I got to Bad Blood, it just kind of looked like another movie. Just, eh, all right, fine, whatever. Um, but as soon as they showed the actual werefrog coming down the steps, I was like, okay, now I really have to see this. So <laughs> the fact that it is such a ridiculous premise is actually part of what drew me in. Uh, I, I love monster movies. I love classic horror and sci-fi and monster movies. And, um, you know, we, we've all seen werewolves. We've seen The Fly. We've seen all these other movies. But there's not many <laughs> that deal with a werefrog, if any. Uh, so that alone hooked me. And honestly, that hook is kind of the driving, uh, the driving force behind this movie. Um, when I was a kid, I loved watching monster movies. I loved watching classic horror movies. So because I've watched so many of those sort of cheesy monster movies from the the fifties and sixties and then whatever, um, I, I kind of have a special place in my heart for the creature features. And maybe it's because I enjoy those old creature features and those really old sci-fi and monster movies, but... I also have a special place in my heart for really bad B-movies. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that Bad Blood is a bad B-movie, but it is absolutely a B-movie. Again, it's about a werefrog. <laughs> what else can it be other than a, a sort of cheesy B-horror movie? Um, but that being said, I really, really enjoyed watching it. The, the best part about the movie was the werefrog. That's because they use practical effects. They actually created the the creature, and they actually created a suit for someone to go running around in, rather than just using CGI. And with so many bad movies being out there, with so many, uh, you know, sci-fi horror movies that are just full of terrible CG, I really, really, really appreciate the the time and effort and artistry that went into creating a creature. And it looks fantastic. I mean, it looks what you would like, what you would expect a werefrog to look like, just kind of large and amphibious and, and whatever. Uh, but the werefrog is absolutely the best part of Bad Blood. Unfortunately, there's some parts that aren't quite so great. Uh, the, the plot is your standards scientist who is about to make a discovery that can change the lives of so many people, but something goes horribly wrong and he refuses to shut it down because he knows there's still potential and he's still on the edge and whatever. Standard sci-fi uh, mad scientist type of plot. So, so the plot isn't really the problem, it's how they get to it. My biggest complaint about the movie is, is the first act that's setting up the action. It relies a little too heavily on radio, news stories, people saying what happened in the past rather than just showing what happened. Uh, so there's a little bit too much telling rather than showing. And movies are a visual medium. You need to be showing a little bit more to actually get us where we need to be. It's like when you're watching a movie and rather than the character showing emotion, they just say, I'm sad. Okay, fine, but who in real life actually says, I'm sad? You know, you want to actually see what's going on. Same thing with backstory. You know, if you're going to have a, a developed backstory, actually show it. 
If the backstory isn't important enough to show, then maybe find a way to trim it down and, um, and have it be a little bit more concise so that you don't have to rely just on exposition to, to get us to where we need to be. Uh, with some movies, I do feel like they spend too much time on the backstory rather than getting to the meat of things. So some movies actually go the opposite direction. There's so much backstory, and by the time it actually gets to the main point of the film, you've kind of forgotten about it and or don't care and or whatever. But in this case, there, there's not quite enough backstory to get you interested in any of the characters. They're just kind of thrown in there. Um, the, the female lead, who eventually turns into the werefrog, spoilers, uh, when she's being driven back by her, by her mother and stepfather, they make sort of a vague reference to her party college lifestyle, but they don't show any of it. Uh, and without actually seeing any of that, it doesn't, it doesn't carry any weight when she's going to a party with her friend, her friend offers her a drug, and she says no. Like, there's no real reason to understand why that might be a significant moment for her. It's just, I'm saying no to drugs. Okay, isn't that what you should be doing anyways? Uh, but then when she also decides to take the drug, is it, okay, well, is she going back to her old life? Is she experimenting with something new? What's going on here? And and this is something that could have fairly easy, fairly easily been fixed by just, you know, showing her being picked up in the police station um, on on a DUI or on a drug charge. I mean, something as simple as that shows the audience this character has a history of drug use, which can then tie in to the werefrog, or it can tie in to how she got to where the werefrog is, or whatever. But just through the exposition, it doesn't get you invested enough into the character. Now, if they didn't want to focus on the female lead, if they didn't want to focus on the werefrog as the character, then they could have focused a little bit more on, on the scientist, on the doctor. Uh, all that we know about his history is what is told to us through a private investigator, uh, through news reports and newspaper clippings and stories and radio. And so we're just told about this guy's history rather than actually seeing it. You know, he created the werefrog with, um, with, his, with his lab partner or whoever he was. And, and again, they could have just shown some of that. They could have shown some of those early experiments, or they could have shown him actually being thrown out of the college, or there could have been any sort of just showing us one of those early scenes rather than telling us too much about it. All right, all that being said, um, once you get past the background uh, and actually get to where the rare frog get to where the werefrog is, it is a ridiculously fun indie horror movie. I, I loved it. Like I said, when I was watching the preview, the preview itself didn't really draw me in until it got to the werefrog. Same thing with the movie. Watching watching the opening scenes of the movie, there's not a whole lot that really drew me in. Um, I started to get a little concerned that maybe it wasn't going to be as much fun as I thought that it would, but as soon as they get to the werefrog, oh my god, it is ridiculous and just just a really, really fun creature feature. And my favorite part about this creature feature is the fact that the werefrog is actually done with practical effects. They actually made a werefrog suit. They actually had someone doing the acting rather than just using that CGI. And having a real 
creature, having something that was actually physically there on set, first off, it made the story so much more believable. It, it actually drew me into the story a lot more, especially because this was a really, really well done costume. And it, it, it was amazing. I mean, watching it, it almost felt like, yeah, there could be a real werefrog out there. Obviously, there isn't, but the creature effects were fantastic. The fact that they use practical effects, to me, is absolutely the highlight of this movie. In terms of the acting, uh, the acting kind of fluctuated between decent and good. Um, there wasn't anything memorably terrible, uh, but there also wasn't really anything that was memorably like, oh my god, that's the best acting I've ever seen. It was kind of middle of the road. Um, they were good, certainly don't have anything negative to say about any of it, but there also weren't really any uh, performances that, that stood out to me. In terms of production value, again, it was good. Uh, nothing stood out as memorably terrible, but nothing that really made me think, oh my god, what a beautiful shot. Except for the creature feature. Again, that, that was just, oh, so fantastic. Uh, the creature effects and just the general plot of it being a werefrog is what made this movie so enjoyable for me. Uh, the setup simultaneously took a little too long and was also a little too rushed. Background was told in a fairly... Uh, I, I hate to say it, but it was kind of a lazy way to get us through the background of the characters. Um, and so it didn't really have us invested in who they were. But... Again, once you get past that setup, it is just ridiculously fun creature feature. And and the fact that the creature was practical, was made with practical effects, it, it's just, that's an art that, that honestly feels like it is sometimes a dying art. And, and it really saddens me to see practical effects kind of going by the wayside. And it really upsets me that in today's cinema, rather than using artistic skill, it's just about what can a computer do. And so for me, it was really refreshing and really enjoyable to get back to what creature features used to be, a man inside a suit. And I, I loved it. Again, it looked great. It didn't look like just a man inside of a foam suit. Oh, I almost forgot. Uh, in terms of the drug use and and how that really could have tied more into it, when when the, when the female lead turns into the werefrog, she's off hiding in the woods. They eventually find her. They go back to her parents' house, and her stepfather locks her in her room, and uh, because they all think that she's just on drugs, and so he's showing tough love, and he's gonna keep her in there until she's finally off of whatever the party drug is that she's using. Whatever. Uh, again, this could have been a lot more powerful if they tied in early scenes of her using drugs. If there was that connection. If there had been her drugs are what got her in trouble in the past, and now there is a drug that is kind of saving her life, or making her a monster, or both. Uh, it just could have been done. It could have been a much stronger connection. Or, if there wasn't going to be any connection with the drug use, then just kind of throw us straight into the middle of the action. Don't give us too much backstory, just throw us straight in. Uh, so again, that's that's kind of why I say the setup kind of simultaneously took too long and also felt a little too rushed. But, again, that's not why I watched the movie. I watched the movie because it was a creature feature, 
and it was fantastically fun. And don't get me wrong, this movie was a lot of fun to watch. But not every movie that's fun to watch is going to be perfect. And in my movie reviews, this is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be talking about the things that worked well for a movie and the things that didn't work well. But just because there are going to be some aspects that don't really stand out as well as others does not mean that it's a bad movie. But in order to give my honest opinion, I am going to be giving, well, my honest opinion. Um, and, and some of the setup wasn't too happy with. The creature feature, the just general story of it, I loved. Uh, the director, Tim Rice, R-E-I-S, I, I thought it was a great movie. And I would love to see other movies that he does. And I would definitely love to see other movies uh, with the same, uh, made by the same people who created the creature. And, and I'd be really interested to see what the people who are involved in this movie, what else they can do. You know, I'd love to see other movies that they're involved in. Again, there was nothing about this movie that stood out as terrible. There was nothing about this movie that made me say, oh my god, don't ever watch this thing. There were just certain parts that I felt like were weaker than others. But overall, I loved it. Uh, personally, I definitely recommend watching Bad Blood. Now, I do recommend it with, um, with some modified expectations. Don't go in expecting it to be the best movie you've ever seen. Expect it to be a sort of cheesy B-sci-fi horror movie with a little bit of a uh, an expectable um, setup. But then once you get to the creature, you're you're just gonna have a fantastic ride watching this weird frog, and and it'll be a whole lot of fun. So again, I definitely recommend seeing it. I am definitely glad that I saw it, and I'm looking forward to seeing more from all the people involved. So, there you have it. That's my review of Bad Blood, which I originally saw at the Chattanooga Film Fest. Definitely recommend it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Creature feature, fantastic effects, um, with a little bit of storytelling that didn't work quite as well for me. Um... But let me know what you think. If you've seen Bad Blood and you disagree with me, um, let me know why. Let me know what stood out to you as the best parts. And if you like my reviews, let me know. I am going to be doing podcasts for the rest of the movies that I saw at the Chattanooga Film Fest, and I am going to be doing them in the order that I saw them. Hopefully I'll get those done relatively soon, and we'll have them all posted uh, relatively shortly. But after I get through reviewing the movies that I saw at the Chattanooga Film Fest, um, let me know what you think. Let me know if there's movies that, that you'd like me to watch and, and hear my reviews on. Um, but yeah, I guess that's it. Um, if you do like what you hear, then be sure to check out the rest of my movie reviews at gargoylereviews.blogspot.com. Uh, you can also find my podcasts, The Sci-Fighters, the Monster Pod, and Saturday Morning Serial uh, on that site as well. And you can also find links to Mass Listeria Podcast, which I do with Daniel, Tim, and Jeremy. You can also follow me on Twitter at Gargile Reviews, and you can like my Facebook page at facebook.com slash thegargile. Um, so let me know what you think. Uh, again, if you like this, let me know. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and... I guess that's it for the first episode. So, so yeah, this has been the Gargoyle Podcast. I'm Nathan, and as always, you can find me where geekery abounds. <laughs>